broadcasting live out of a basement in Appleton, Wisconsin. You're tuned in to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. For the show that gives you an opportunity to call in and be a part of the show. Our call in line is 920-358-0795. Core. All right, my next guests... Uh, they're no strangers to the show. This is their third appearance over the last three years, which is a record if you're keeping count. Wow. It's uh, the, the latest release is still called Lion's Chair. <laughs> so, it's true. So, like, Nothing new. But uh, they've, they've got some shows coming up, so I'm really glad that, that we've got them on today. I'd like to welcome John and Zach back Thanks to Fox City's Core. Very much. Appreciate uh, being the record holders in the clubhouse. <laughs> Love it. That's you know what it's so when you put it all together that's going to be like three hours of conversation with us. If people didn't see the previous two and they want to know about Iftikhar, can you give me a brief kind of summary on how you would kind of describe the band? Still active. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have been around for um, next summer will be seventeen years for us, I believe. Um, a lot of lineup changes throughout the mix, but throughout it all, it's been me, um, Kurt Bees on guitar and synthesizers, uh, Zach here, um, Zach Chisholm on bass. Um, us three have been the ones that have been in the band since the beginning, and uh, currently um, Todd Van Evenhoven is on the drums. He's been with us for like four years now. It's crazy to think that, um, and... Uh, Logan Deer has been playing keyboards with us for a while. Um, we do a lot of original music. We try to do some fun covers that kind of maybe you wouldn't expect um, and kind of change them into our own style. Um, when people don't know about the band and they ask me to explain it, if I only have you know an elevator pitch, I'll say it's like Pink Floyd with a dance beat. Uh, that's kind of how I describe it. Um, we kind of get a little, you know, psychedelic, shady, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're uh, we're a rock band, and we like to see the dance floor full. So we try to combine some of those elements to to make it a real high energy, um, you know, enjoyable experience. We want people out there getting down. That's the deal. It's a party, you know. I like that Niftikar is a party. If you haven't right. checked out a Niftikar show, you guys do fill the dance floor and. People, I mean, it's music you can dance to and, and boogie to. <laughs> boogie, yeah. you use that word yet? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you're here to talk about some shows that are coming up. I don't know if you want to kind of get into it now or if you want to wait a little bit. Sure. Um, what's what's up next? What do we have? See you next, next Friday. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> next Saturday. Um, we are playing with Feed the Dog and Tyler Shea and Timmy Mack will be opening the show um it'll be as i stands pre-party so. yeah appleton beer factory yeah. um so that's that's the pre-party for the festival i stance which we can get into in a little bit but the pre-party um um so the deal with that is we have this festival in february called i stance um it's at the paper valley hotel um, but before that, we're going to do a pre-party at Appleton Beer Factory where we're going to uh, raffle off some tickets for the for the main festival. We're going to have uh, exclusive festival merch available. And we have one big uh, festival announcement that we're going to make live from the stage at the pre-party. 
So um, I know it can get a little convoluted, like you're having a party for the party. Yeah, that's what we do. We party. So <laughs> so that's what we're doing. But it should be a great uh, a great crowd. Tickets are available online. Um, WeJam.net is the best place for that. But um, otherwise, fee-free tickets are available at the Beer Factory. At the pre-party, we will have fee-free tickets for Ice Dance proper, you know, for the festival we'll have available at the pre-party. Because those fees are crazy these days when you buy tickets online. So, Can you tell me what the surprise is today? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's earth-shattering, though. You, you have to be there to hear it. Earth shattering. I Earth like it. Shattering. Well, let's talk about ticket fees. Like sure. that's so when you're selling tickets to like a, an event in the area, do you find that people are kind of sometimes turned off by by ticket fees? Yeah, yeah. And we we try our best. We actually switch ticket companies. We uh, now work with Afton Tickets, and they're one of the more reasonable um, servicers out there. Um, Percentage wise, it's lower than what we were using with Eventbrite. Um, and I love the service, but the fees are the fees, regardless of the percentage that is being, you know, passed on to the customer. Yeah, they wouldn't have a service without those fees. Right. right? So, <laughs> but, you know, I can't speak highly enough about Afton. It's just that when people are buying a ticket, you know, for a, a $10 show or a $15 show, and then all of a sudden it's eighteen ninety nine or whatever, then, you know, in your mind as a consumer, you're like, well, that's $20. So right. why do I buy early when I could just go to the door and pay for a $20 ticket? And then when you have a majority of the people waiting until the day of the show, that can decrease your, your draw overall because people get sick, people get, you know, they don't want to go out. Uh, it could be bad weather, you name it. So ideally having people be able to grab a ticket ahead of time helps just the, the health of the show in general. So for us, getting those hard tickets into Appleton Beer Factory and other places um, helps us helps us do that at a lower cost to the customer. So, Sam Phillips says, "Awesome job!" <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> well, so in Appleton Beer Factory, obviously no stranger to Appleton Beer Factory. You guys right. have have played there quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of a, it's almost like your home base? Yeah. At this point, it, it, you know, we for years played at the at the Cold Shot. We really, you know, kind of cut our teeth, I guess, there. And, uh, you know, then we we were operating out of uh, Cranky Pats for a while, and then it was the Mill Creek or the Bent Keg. And now, you know, I mean, we've been doing this so long that you see fans come and go, you see venues come and go. Right now in this, you know, this musical ecosystem of Appleton, I don't know that there's a more happening music venue in the entire Fox Cities, honestly. Mark's doing great stuff over there, and so for us to have such a good relationship with him and be able to do these things, uh, you know, it's so helpful because I know there's tons of bands out there that would kill to be able to just call him up and say, hey, can we do this event there? And he says, yeah, sure. You know, that's we don't take that for granted at, at all. You guys work pretty close with the venues you play, and I think you understand the whole one hand washes the other. Um, you, you mentioned a lot of venues where music kind of shifted through, but I, I feel that you guys are one of the bands that, that wants to see the venue come out okay as well as the band because you know that it's sort of like, a, you know, it's sort of a circle of everybody's right. got to, you know, stay in business in a way. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole deal. Um, when, you know, to be frank, when we got the word from the Bent Keg that they were going to stop doing the music, 
um, part of their calculus was, well, we're having people walk up just that are hanging out on the Ave, and you guys have a show going on, and there's a cover charge. Well, we're missing out on this business of these people that just want to walk up and down the Ave and go to a bar and dance. They don't care who's playing. You know, they they don't care if it's just music being played on the PA. Um, so for them and what they were trying to do, the aesthetics of their business model and what we were doing were, were kind of at odds. So we amicably said, you know, let's we'll find a different place and you guys can do what you envision for your place. Um, and that's okay because, like you said, everybody needs to succeed or nobody succeeds. Um, we've never been the type of band that would go into a place and get, you know, f- get paid and, and leave the venue hanging that time in Stevens Point I think we played uh I think it was the elbow room maybe no Main Street Taps it was and it was there was a snowstorm or something like that and it was a very dead night but our guarantee was relatively high we gave you know a big chunk of it back to the owner we said we're not taking this you know I mean I know we came all the way out here to play but there's nobody here you're going to you're going to lose your your butt if if we take this money from you so if anything, they probably remember that if yeah. you want to play there again. Yeah. I mean, he did sell the place not too long. <laughs> but still, our heart was in the right place. So the uh, the Ice Dance pre-party, which is coming up 11-25. So it's something, it seems you do that every year or something similar. You've been, or you have been. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that, you guys have like some banner shows every year that, that kind of take place. And we can kind of talk about them during the next 50 minutes or so. But yeah. This one, like, would you rate this one pretty high as far as is anticipation from from your your fans that this is like a can't miss event every year? And you probably have a lot of people that are home for the holidays that that also come out, so it's probably like a family reunion in some aspects. Yeah, and and honestly, what what happens for us is when we finish our summer schedule, we basically shut it down until this one. So for us, this is not only, you know, home for the holidays. And we've done it in various forms, this being the pre-party. It probably will end up being this year after year moving forward, um, just based on where Ice Dance lies and, you know, the fact that Ice Dance is in Appleton now and everything. But um, in general, this Iftikhar hometown holiday party, it, it serves as us getting back at it after taking the break after our summer schedule, which is always pretty hectic. But like you said, we we don't play, we don't tour. We basically play our 10, 12 marquee shows a year, and those are pretty much set in stone with a few variables in there. But it's nice for us, and it's easier for us than trying to seek out gigs. We kind of know what our yearly schedule is going to be. So, like you said, this one is, you know, it's coming. We we always know it's coming, and it is a big deal. It's the first time that we get to see everybody as Iftikhar since the summer, and it's always special. We're really looking forward to it. we got a bunch of new music, which is not something that we say all the time. <laughs> yeah, those, so, those breaks give us some time to yeah, work on yeah. some stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you're playing with Feed the Dog, which it, it seems like you've been doing a lot of events with that band. Is that sort of... I don't know, your yin-yang? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they are, um, so, how do I say? we put on Ice Dance with Feed the Dog, so um, they're the hosts of that festival, so um, we worked with, with Tim and, and the guys from Feed the Dog a lot over the years, um, so 
we were planning on doing the the eleven twenty five by ourselves, and we were like, okay, well, we should get maybe a, a local opener or figure something out. And Mark from ABF actually meant, suggested it. He said, why don't you do it with Feed the Dog, do a pre-party. Went, oh, usually those are the kind of ideas that we have. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we must be slipping, and he's the one, uh, you know, his, his, his wheels are turning always. So we asked him, and those guys are super busy. Like those guys just got signed by an agency, and you know they're they're out on the road, and they're doing big things. So the fact that they were available and it didn't conflict with any of their other um, Fox Valley plays was pretty fortuitous. So we, you know, grabbed it and ran with it, and I would expect it to be a you know near capacity night, if not a sellout. And what does it take to to put on a big event like this? I know you've got sponsors. Sure. So for Ice Dance. Um, which is February 8th through the 10th at uh, Paper Valley Hotel. Um, and that one is, so this will be the second year of Ice Dance. The first year we did it in Green Lake at the Heidel House. Kind of jinxing yourself with uh, calling it the Ice Dance in, in <laughs> January, I think. <laughs> well, we there was a lot of debate about what we were going to call it um, when we were first developing the idea. But we settled on Ice Dance, and I, I think it works. Um, it's got to now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we, it was a great success in uh, in Green Lake. And after that year, we were getting ready for year two, and the opportunity presented itself to come here to Appleton with it, to the Paper Valley. And, you know, we, we had to. It's like this is our home base. How cool to bring this really neat event here to Appleton. So... Um, we talked to Linda over at the Paper Valley, and we got rolling. Um, you know, rooms are, I don't know, like 30% sold out for the entire weekend. Um, where tickets are flying off the shelves. The VIP tickets are like halfway sold out. Um, what do you get with a VIP ticket? You get uh, a commemorative, back, uh, not backstage, but uh, VIP pass. There's a VIP lounge with select hospitality, snacks and beer and stuff like that. Um, there's a VIP seating area, a special VIP check-in, and uh, commemorative uh, VIP merchandise. Nice. Yeah. And um, so tickets are going really good and, and all of that. And uh, we we did reach out to some people for sponsorships because it's, you know, these are big undertakings, like you said. So having capital to be able to use to, to get the ball rolling. Um, so, of course, We Jam is, is a big one, Appleton Beer Factory, and then um, some local sponsors from uh, Graham Images, LLC. He's a photographer in the area. Um, Executive Mortgage, LLC, up in Green Bay. Um, Justin Scott is our, our buddy, and he does great stuff with real estate up there. Uh, Camps Bar and Grill here in Combined Locks, the best uh, little bar in the world right there. Carrie Van Dre. Powell, uh, Century 21, Ace Realty, The Hive out of Fond du Lac, and uh, Open Range Southwest Grill. And that they're out of Sugar Grove, Illinois. So they approached us just like the, the Hive and Fond du Lac did. They wanted to be involved. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what we'll do for these places that actually have storefronts is send them tickets to be able to sell to their people, again, for no fees so that they can be involved in some way. And then, of course, they'll come up to the to the event themselves. And um, the sponsorship packages are cool. Um, some of them include rooms. Um, the lower-level ones, you know, you get tickets and VIP stuff. And, 
Yeah, all sorts of you know things like this, like coming on the air and mentioning brand names. Um, That's a lot of stuff to sort out. Like, it's just way, <laughs> You're telling it's me way more than your typical like, hey, let's just book a show and go play it. Yes, um, <laughs> you know and that. <laughs> That's one thing that I was talking to a friend of mine who's who's in a newer band, um, and he came over the other day, and he's like, "I just don't even know how to do shows. Like, how do I, how do I even develop this stuff?" And I'm like, "You just gotta build it. You know, like, don't stand around and wait for somebody to hand you something. Build it yourself. You know, get a group of bands together and say, hey, 'Hey, we're gonna bring this show to Cold Shot or Cranky Pats or whatever.'" And, you know, trade shows and build shows, make things bigger, you know, make them seem bigger than they are. And then eventually that starts to snowball. And then eventually you have a desk filled with paperwork that you have to sort through to, <laughs> to, to be able to. But, but honestly, that's, that's how you do it. You don't stand around and wait for your chance. You make your chance. You know, I like the fact that you're touching on that because I get a lot of questions from up and coming bands you know, how do I get a show? How do I get started? It, you know, feels like I'm spinning my wheels, but I think that's good advice. You need to get out there and network. Is that something that, that the band collectively likes to do, or are you the one in the band that, that kind of does all the footwork with, with reaching out? Um, me and Kurt kind of, Kurt is, we should bring him in next time. It's awfully early for him, but um, <laughs> he would, you'd have a hoot with him. He and I are kind of the networkers. I, I kind of do the clerical stuff. Zach is in charge of like technology type stuff. Um, anytime we need, you know, something to do with, um, you know, our uh, in-house um, monitoring system or you know, rec- recording software stuff like that. Zach is uh, he's the guy for that. But yeah, as far as shaking hands, kissing babies, that's Kurt, and then I kind of <laughs> do the. Uh, you know the 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 behind the scenes um, clerical legwork, I guess, if you will. Uh, Matt Hawkins says, "Nice work, fellas." Oh, nice! Thanks, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember when you when you started the band? I mean, is it easy to think back to to being that fresh, trying to get the band off the ground? Because you guys have had the the changes. Do you feel you're at a place now where it's finally you're finally able to breathe a little bit? Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I don't know if the kids will let us breathe at all. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so. So we had we had an, uh, something happen at the end of our spring run last year. So we we played a pretty substantial spring schedule, and uh, we were there. We always take a break between spring and you know right before the summer starts, the end of spring, whatever. So we had talked about getting into the studio again, and we had all these new music ideas and everything, and all of a sudden our keyboardist sent us an e- email and said he was done. And uh, he, he's a very busy guy, so and I don't want to step in it or speak for anyone right now, but um, it sh- shocked us. You know, we, and, you know, we asked, can you play through the summer? We have all these marquee shows booked, and he, he wasn't interested in doing that. So at that point, yes, we felt like we could breathe and we were ready to make new music and like we were set. And then all of a sudden we're on our heels again. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and the, our, key, our, uh, our drummer, Todd, he is, um, they're, they're very close. So we thought, geez, we could lose both of these guys, you know, right now. So 
we we had to then figure out circle the wagons and figure out how we were going to make it through the summer. Um, we had some friends help us out. We had uh, Eric Juvenin from Feed the Dog, uh, Timmy Mack from Feed the Dog, uh, Matt Williams from Stees, Logan Deer, who's who's playing with us now. Um, who else did we have sit in? Um, pretty much it. Wasn't well, pretty much it. I think I'm forgetting one person. And I feel like a dink, but. But yeah, we had a bunch of friends help us out throughout the summer to and some of those were the most memorable shows, you know, that we've ever done. Um so getting past that and yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to Todd the drummer since those two were so close, I thought, you know, he's out of here. But Todd said, you know, I I committed to these shows. I'm not going to leave you guys high and dry. I'm going to play through the summer, then I'm going to see how I feel and how everything feels. And at this point, it doesn't seem like he's planning on going anywhere, which is really great because um, we're really starting to gel. And I know he's been in the group for like four years now, but it really feels like we're starting to get, you know, the hang of where each other are going, you know, in, in terms of improvisation and, and strengths, weaknesses, things like that. So I, even though it's it's hectic with all the events that we do and all the, the legwork that needs to be done and bringing people up to speed on the music and just lives, you know, with kids and, and, and everything else and jobs. I do feel like we're in a good place right now where we are in a situation where we have some breathing room, where there's not a lot of expectations because we do control our own destinies. So we have the ability to write at our own pace, play shows at our own pace. Um, and I think that kind of low level of stress is starting to come through in the music we're, we're not feeling so rushed and that translates you know n not everything has to be balls to the wall crazy in terms of life or in terms of our music we can kind of take a breath slow it down and then you know let those peaks happen it's you know metaphor and you know literal yeah. sense yeah if we're having fun the crowd's having fun exactly right? exactly if we're all standing up there like <laughs> just concerned about every everything that's going on in our lives and in the band um that's that's not good for the product obviously right. and right now everybody's getting along really well um the stuff that we're playing like i said has a, a lot more of a vibe to it um we're not we're given this the music room to breathe and we're giving each other room to breathe i believe uh, melissa horn says amazing guys hey and hi mc uh, <laughs> I think your bandmate Todd. He says, uh, "I ain't going nowhere." Uh, I was wondering. That's if he awesome. That a boy Todd there. Thanks. That's the moose right there. Thanks for the comments, and I mean, keep them coming. If you've got a question for the guys, you guys are open to answering yeah, questions, absolutely. right? I mean, that's part of the fun. Part so of the deal. Whip them out. An open book. <laughs> so we we talked about the uh, the show coming up on the twenty fifth, and we talked uh, about the ice dance coming up in February. January, no, February, February is the is the ice dance. The pre parties next Saturday. You know, it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, and I mean, there's kind of some other shows we're going to be talking about coming up as well. But you're going to tell us the big announcement from the 25th. No, <laughs> you almost got me there. Sneaky. That a yeah. try. You know, I, maybe I'll try a couple more times. But so, as far as the the songwriting, you said you're working on some new tunes. Last time you had a 
a really unique experience going to Minnesota and recording uh, some of the lion's share. Are you going to be Michigan, Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The same state. (laughs) 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 But okay. You went to Michigan and recorded that. So it was sort of like an experience recording. Are you going to do like an experience recording on the new stuff or are you going to stay kind of closer to Appleton this time and, and record it around here? Have you thought that far ahead yet? Uh, I don't think we've thought that far ahead. Um, I know there's there's options in the area, obviously. Um, what what I would like to do, and if there's somebody out there listening that can provide this for us, by all means, contact us. I would like a scenario where we can pour over the the tracks ourselves in fine detail, because what I find sometimes that's lost is you record. Especially when somebody's, you know, being an engineer that's really hands-on, they kind of take it then from there, and they're doing the mix and stuff. So then you give the notes, but sometimes the engineer doesn't like the notes, and it's like, well, I don't care if you don't like it. You know, it's my song, you know. So I would like the ability to be able to sit there and, like, detail every single measure. Now, if you are traveling to Niles, Michigan, (laughs) to... Um, you know, to, to record for two days, you don't have time to do that. Now, if you find a studio in Appleton that it, you can afford where you can sit there for eight hours a day for a week, well, then, you, then you're talking, you know. Um, I think we all have a lot of great ideas in terms of arrangements or additions, subtractions for songs, but you don't always have the time and, uh, I think when we give each other the time to be able to um, express our ideas, that's when we really find the great stuff. Um, it's it's when we feel pressured, when we feel rushed, that probably the best ideas don't come from us. Um, we we just you know we're we're old men at this point. We need time. <laughs> just give me a minute. <laughs> And this is a big one. This is a biggie because it's a 10-year anniversary. Yes. Um, so as people may or may not know, we, we do the Moon Dance Festival. And this is our 10th festival. It's actually year 11, but of course COVID is the lost year. So this is our 10th year. Um, we're still up in Anago at the MC Festival's grounds. Um, yeah, we're, we've just started kind of working on the lineup a little bit. Um I, there's not a lot I can say because I don't want to say something and then people later on say, well, oh, you say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so it's a 10th year anniversary. We're going to celebrate those 10 years, more or less. Um, a lot of years we, we kind of went real big with national acts, and, um, you know, that really is a, a drain on resources. Um not not that we're not interested in some bigger names, just that that is it's a heavy burden and I think for our tenth year our focus will more or less be on the friends and family that have gotten us to ten years. Um so maybe a less broad view and more of a, a you know, internal view of who we are as people who are our friends and and things like that. But one thing I can say is we're going to have both stages going this year. Last year we we just went to the one stage. Um, 
So more or less, we're going to have uh, bands inside the bar stage. If people have been there, they know what I'm talking about. If they haven't, they're going to have to come and figure it out. But the the bar stage is under this giant pavilion. Um, it will have music going in there all day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then, you know, as we get closer to evening, the big stage that is faces outside into the big field, that'll go live. So... And then we'll go late night back inside uh, by the bar stage. So that's one thing that I can um, share with, with everybody. Well, tickets for that are over half sold already. Is that for, true? Yeah, for we do uh, early bird release. So it's 110 bucks right now. That's the lowest price that you can pay. And um, I've got, I think, eight of those left at, right now. And then it'll move on to 120 bucks. And then there's a, an amount of those left. And then... It's the $120 um, pre-sale up until Gates. So, um, no, I'm, uh, yeah, well, whatever. Go buy a ticket. (laughs) 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 Uh, It's a lot to sort out, like you said. You're probably taking them as they come, too, obviously. The the immediate concern is the show next week, and then you kind of worry about the show in February and then June. Well, there's well, more information out on the interwebs. Yeah. You really want to know well, that, the, 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 the moon dance is at the end of July. So, one thing that we 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 do have that that I can share with everybody for the first time is on June 22nd, we'll be doing uh, for the first time um, Soul Dance Music Festival at Jones Park here in Appleton. That's going to be free and open to the public. We've done Soul Dance several times in the past, but it's always been ticketed. So this year, it's free and open to the public, thanks to our friends at Fox Communities Credit Union. They're the presenting partner. Um, we've got help from WeJam, of course, Appleton Beer Factory, uh, Valley Management. Um, so what this is, is I'm working with the Heart of the Valley Lions Club. So once the ev- uh, event expenses are all paid for, we're going to fundraise for something the Lions do called Stuff the Bus, and that is to help um, childhood poverty in the area. So we'll take, you know, I, I need to generate money to pay for the event, and then we fundraise. Um, a portion of the beer sales and, and White Claw sales will go to um, that fundraiser. 50% of uh, generated profits will come to that. Any sponsorships or grants after the event expenses are paid for, We'll all go to that. Um, our friends at Valley Management uh, Inc. They agreed to pay the the cost of the Jones Park rental. Um, like I said, Fox Communities is on board as the title sponsor. I'm still looking for a bunch of uh, local um, sponsors in the area to help us get this event paid for. And uh, you know, um, obviously, if the car is going to be one of the bands playing, um, we haven't really talked a whole lot about filling out the rest of that lineup. But we'll have music down there from three till ten, three p.m. till ten. Um, food trucks, um, you know, various different stuff. Uh, Appleton Beer Factory beer on sale, White Claw. Um, just a good, uh, fun day for the whole family. And like I've said, we we used to do that as a ticketed deal. And, you know, Jones Park, people go down those giant steps and they get to the bottom where we're sitting there taking ticket money and they're like, uh, we just wanted to come to the park. <laughs> like, sorry, but this time we don't have to worry about that. Everybody can come and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a great day down at the park and, you know, raise some money for a good cause. So much music in Appleton, it's a great time to be alive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, Sierra Ann says, what's an Iftikhar? Yeah, so that's... You're grounded, young lady. Well, Sam, Sam Phillips responded and said, uh, don't worry if, if the car isn't broke, don't fix. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, oh, the if the car's car broke. Runs out of gas. <laughs> yeah. um, if the car, for people that don't know, was the name of a uh, one of our high school classmates. Um, he was a couple years older than us, um, and we couldn't come up with a name for the band. And Kurt thinks that he came up with it and our buddy Adam and Langdon thinks that he came up with it so there's some uh, you know historical debate about that but uh, I found out a couple years ago that the man Iftikhar who lives in Milwaukee is like a neurosurgeon or some such he found out or he knows that we named our band after him and he's not happy he does not like it <laughs> he's more of a, a, a REO Speedwagon type of guy <laughs> Nothing against REO Speedwagon. I don't want to get in any trouble. I've had enough of that. Uh, <laughs> Brad Bordini says, Kool-Aid Man is a sweet track. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's one of the oldest ones. That was on our first album. When did we do that one? Uh, 12? <laughs> 11. 10. 10. I love the fact you guys have been around long enough you can't remember. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our old, our first keyboardist, uh, Rick DeDecker, he he wrote that song, and still to this day, I mean, that's like the first original song that we had, and still to this day, we play it pretty much every night just because it's it slaps so hard. The ending is just so good, and we have to force ourselves to not play it. We're like, okay, let's, because <laughs> our fans will say that to us, like, you guys sure play that a lot. It's like, what do you want from us? You know, it's so good. <laughs> Who's I put, still know the Titus uh, activity around that, <laughs> yeah. the name of that. Who's who's doing the set lists for most of the shows? Does, does somebody have the job of putting together the set list? Kurt Kurt has that job, but if he doesn't get it to us in time, because a bunch of us like to have it like early in the week of show week, so we can work on it on our own. So if we don't get it by Monday Tuesday, I'll do it myself. Um, but we tend to think in the same kind of patterns, so. It's from time easy. to time, we'll put it up on the board and do it in practice or whatever. Yeah, once well. in a, if we, yeah, like Zach says, if we have time, we'll uh, you know develop it on you know in the room. But sometimes we don't get around to it because again, we're old men; we move slow. <laughs> and then, kind of to jump back a little bit to kind of a little bit ago, this was Lion's Share with with that great artwork. Now, yeah. last time you were here, you went into detail about the artwork and. So if people want to, they can go to the Fox City's Core YouTube page and check out when you guys were here last year to hear that story. I mean, any any ideas besides the songs you're working on and where you're going to record it? I mean, this to me, this would be the fun part right here is is doing that artwork. I mean, this is going to be a hard bar to to get above. <laughs> you set the bar pretty high on this. Yeah, Zach actually is the one that does not the artwork, but the artwork of putting together the the like, what do you call the it? graphic design the, yeah. or the layout of, of the yeah yeah that's the back right there that, yeah. that photo was done by Graham Graham, yep. Graham and, images yeah and I still t- forgot to put his name on there so, <laughs> so well so you know, sorry Graham if everyone's wondering who took that picture that's all over the interweb well you know we can talk too let's talk yeah. about since you forgot to put Graham's name in here he's got a place called the photo op that's oh, yeah. kind of down by uh, it's right off Drew Street in Appleton but 
if people are interested in photography. They had an open house last week, and did I was, you go to that? Yeah, I was yeah. blown away by that place. They yeah. just lots of opportunities for classes. So if you're interested in anything about like real, not real photography, but like yeah. real film photography, like yeah, they they have like a, a dark room there and everything. Too, yeah, right? and, and places to shoot. They do like photo walks, so you can walk along with them and get hints and. And they, learn how to use your camera more. And. Looks like they've got a class in a couple of weeks that's being co-taught by John Adams, and it's yeah. If you haven't been there, go check it out. They're online. I think they've got a list of of the classes and stuff. But yeah, so Graham obviously knows what he's doing and yeah. did your artwork. Do you think he would take shots for you guys again? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah? Actually, he is going to his his photo op group. Well, I, we haven't inked any deal yet, but. We're in talks to have his group, his photo op group, come to Soul Dance, the one in Jones Park, and use that as a teachable moment. Um, however, he sees fit, um, and you know he'd be a sponsor on the on the on the event. Um, well, that's great because concert photography isn't as easy as just pointing right, exactly. and shooting. <laughs> I mean, exactly, got- and that's that was the idea um, after they did that that uh, event at Gibson uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Logan actually mentioned to me, he said, you guys know Graham pretty well. You ever work with him on something like that? And ding, you know, <laughs> like, why don't we get him involved on the, on the soul dance? Because that thing is going to require community support just in general to work. You know, it's all well and good. You can put on an event, but if nobody knows about it, nobody's intrigued by it, nobody supports the cause you're going to be standing down there with 30 people and it's going to suck (laughs) and then you're not going to be able to do it next year as well so exactly yeah so bringing in other people that are doing positive things in the community is obviously you know important part of all that and and graham's grown up with us too he's taken every one of our our promo photos pretty much throughout the years but and we kind of have we kind of not sure if we should take another one with the new band members because every time we do, we, we seem to lose a member. So, <laughs> it's a kiss of death. <laughs> well, no, I know Fish is a big influence for both of you. Right. Are you guys kind of following the the vein of Fish, in, as in the aspect of like recording all your shows? Do you guys record all your live shows for a possible future release? We we try, and that that falls on Zach. And again, that's a huge undertaking. So. So you if know. there's any interns out there that want to <laughs> <laughs> come out and help me out. Does that kind of get a little rough worrying about that and also worrying about getting your, your rig set up? Yeah, and there, ready? There's, there's a lot of times it doesn't happen because because I'm t- trying to get everything else set up. and you know. But yeah, Are you still playing the 20-string bass? <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to 70 now. So. No, we, <laughs> we have a lot of... Lot of um, if concerts recorded but you know they they kind of sit and you know not not every one of them is is fit for consumption due to you know microphone issues or you name it um but we we want to do more of that and getting you know after all these years one thing that we've realized is you know a lot of people that have even seen us over the years don't know the names of our songs don't really know them other than you know just in passing so being able to get at least some live material because that's where we live is is on stage we've been doing this 17 years we have three studio albums you know that's not a great you know um um, breakdown so for us to be able to get some live stuff out there is definitely on our mind and something we're working toward 
in some capacity. Might have to take some AI to some of those old recordings and, and Whatever see it if takes. we can <laughs> pull a, Be- a Beatles song out of our head. <laughs> Well, let's, let's talk about AI, but but first, I, I'm really falling behind on some of the chat here. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Englehart, just uh, thumbs up. Uh, Len Nelson, the legendary oh, Len the legend. Nelson, he says uh, the moon dance is magic, and uh, he loves the new direction for Soul Dance. So that's some pretty good, pretty good uh, feedback there. Thank you, you, Len. Do you guys think Len should should uh, start doing a show on Code Zero Radio? Yes, I think I think. I think, like, even though it's streaming radio, we need we need Len. Len needs to be. He's a voice for the the music in this area. He needs to be back on the air. Where he can I can't be more. I can't agree with that anymore. Yes, yes, yes. So AI, what do you think of the Beatles song? <laughs> That's like I'm not going on. I mean, for radio a, streaming or not, <laughs> and hating on the Beatles, man. You can't uh, make me. When that when that song came out, that was like the big YouTube thing. You know, all of a sudden there's like a a thousand covers of that song like yeah. everybody's covering it and, and it was just crazy because and i'll just speak for myself like it, it's it's an okay song but since it's the beatles it's like also a great song yeah so it's number 10 on the charts right away right <laughs> yeah that's nuts and so you mentioned ai to clean up some of the the concert stuff i yeah. mean are you opposed like what's your position on on ai well, just being used for everything well i mean it in recording it and the way they did it, it makes sense because it's what it's just separating the tracks out from a, an, an unseparable track. Like, you know, I don't know if people realize that when you're going to the studio, every single instrument's recorded in, individually. And for a lot of our live shows, we're just using one mic or two mics, you know, to get like a, a shot of the crowd from the crowd. So we can't go back and separate out those tracks. But now that there's this AI available, we could go back and separate out the tracks and separate the crowd noise and, and you know make it listenable if we if we had the time again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean as a as a like position as whether or not I think that's okay. Uh, I think if you're doing something in the studio, that's one thing because you know you're you're. You're not playing live, like Zach said. You'll go in there, you'll you'll play the song together as a band to get the drums, and then you'll go back in, and then you'll record the guitar over the top of that. Then you'll record the piano over the top of it. That's how studio work is done. You're using all the tricks. Um, so using AI in that capacity, sure. Um, you know, it's all studio magic anyway. But... Doing that for live performance, um, even in retrospect, I don't. I it feels a little, feels a little dirty to me. I, but, <laughs> but you know, smoke them if you got them. If people want to do that, then go for it. I don't, I don't care what you do. <laughs> you know, we, we've had guests on the show too that have used AI to generate album covers. You know, they pop okay. in a couple things sure. and they're using that for their album cover. But I think it, it probably depends on what you want to take on and what you know is, is less meaningful for you. You know, as a musician, you might not care about the the cover art, or you might right. not care about if you know, as far as like standards, right. personal standards for yeah. recording. But it would, it would be cool all of a sudden to see all these Iftikhar shows hit online. Also, yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah, well, I, I mean, I use the same kind of software to to practice. You know, when we're learning a, a cover song, I'll I'll put it through that through AI to break out the tracks, and you know, so I can isolate that bass track and you know hear what they're actually playing 
It is it. You're recording on one track, but AI is like pulling all the instruments. Yeah, you, I like I put in like say we're wanting to learn a fish song. I you know I put that into this program and it pulls out all it separates all the tracks and then I can hear what Mike's playing. You know what his bass is playing. Hmm. And it's like an, it's individual, and then you can go in, or you can put the keys out, or you can adjust the levels just like you would in a studio. So it's just it's just another tool for us. In a way, it's just another tool for me to to further my game. You know, well, in ten years, they'll just be able to AI clone you, Zach, and <laughs> throw a hologram up there. Good and, lord! Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, mention kids. I know. I, I know. Your son Ronald or I and, and and Winter and Jada pretty well. John, your kids are are they into music? Are they into the band? Yeah, um, my my uh, daughter Sierra has been she's she's twenty two. She's going to be twenty three in March. She's been coming to see us for. She asked that excellent Ipsicar question. <laughs> Was that her? Right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> She's been coming to see us forever. She's super supportive. Her and my wife, you know, like all of our, um, you know, wives and families and, and things like that, always up at the front. Um, but um, George, my three-year-old, he he plays, we play music together at home every day. Like he has guitars, he has ukuleles, he has drums in, set up in my office. All he wants to do is play music with data it's it's insane he he doesn't want to watch people performing on the stage he wants to be on the stage doesn't matter if we go to the zoo he wants to crawl in if we go to the aquarium he wants to jump in you know he doesn't want to be a spectator it's it's amazing he's three it's crazy so you know he's got that in him and you know ralderize much the same way yeah. where they've been around it literally their entire lives been around the band and, you know, um, the other day we had rehearsal, we practiced at my house, and all the guys came in, and, and George has something to say to each one of them, where, you know, back a year ago, he would hide and stuff, and, you know, he's a little shy, but now he's like, you know, I want to go downstairs and play drums, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know and asking Logan if he can play his piano, and... You know, he's got something to say to everybody. He's he There's will, a lot of guitars down there for you to play, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he he's got the music in him. It's it's really cool to see. Um, you know, it's it's different. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot different than it was. You know, ten years ago, when we were <laughs> much younger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kids running around uh, concerts and rehearsals was not quite as prevalent as it is now. But to be able to fold in those parts of our lives that mean so much to us, to make those things connect and work, it really it it helps the longevity and it makes it really special, you know. Because if it didn't work, it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like something would have to go, and it ain't gonna be the kids. Right? <laughs> well, we, we, when we prayed at the Bare Bones Brewery a couple of years ago, with we were playing with Feed the Dog, and he had that extra percussion set up. And all of a sudden, next thing, I turn around, and I hear. These drums playing. I see Ralder right back there on the drums, on the, <laughs> the percussion. Right. And we're like, how did he get up here? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I noticed, John, you recently, it might have been like months ago, it seemed like you were kind of going through, I don't know, kind of a midlife look back. You're kind of checking out a lot of your past haunts, your schools, your living places, and, and, and writing about kind of your memories from there. 
Uh, what caused that reflective period in your life? Hmm. I don't know. I guess uh, having George and being a dad is it makes you more reflective. I'm sure you guys know that. Um, things for me just. I've always been a pretty sensitive guy, um, but getting super sentimental about just you know everyday things is is pretty pretty common these days like you know you just kind of see the world through the eyes of a child and and all that and all those all those cliches i I had a friend uh when he had his first kid um scott fisher and now he's got his fifth daughter on the way so look out world but um (laughs) when he they had their first girl um he texted me a couple days after and said uh all the cliches that they tell you about fatherhood is are true you know and i I didn't need anything more than that from him. I knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, and that's, it's such a prescient point. It's, you know, you, all, all those things, you know, you, you can't even describe how much you love your kids and stuff like that. Like, that's real. So feeling that kind of love within you kind of, you know, and it, it, it also touches on your own mortality and, you know, the life you're going to leave for your kids and what are they going to remember and all that kind of stuff. It kind of just swells that sentimental um, feeling that I that I typically just live with every day because I'm kind of a sensitive guy. So I would I would imagine that you know fatherhood is is a big you know reason for that. And I think in the the new songs that I'm writing you know at home by myself um, kind of reflect that um, where I used to write it'd be kind of darker content, not you know not death metal or anything like that but just a little maybe sadder but the lyrics that i find myself writing these days um tend to be a little more positive uh, encouraging and uplifting and you know that probably ties into that as well um and like any songwriter will tell you you don't set out to write a certain type of lyric or at least i don't um it just kind of comes out and that's what's been coming out um and you know i'm thankful for it i'd rather be you know, happy and, and reflective than brooding and <laughs> sullen. <laughs> if I had to pick. <laughs> well, so we, we kind of covered that the show's coming up. I had notes here of, of the bands that were uh, playing at the, the ice dance. Feed the dog, if the car, Timmy Mac and Tyler Shea. We haven't really talked about um, Timmy Mac and Tyler Shea at all. Yeah. What, what style are they, and what can people expect? Sure. So Timmy Mack is the fiddler from uh, the band leader from Feed the Dog. Tyler Shea was once in Feed the Dog. He was the he's the renowned uh, guitar player, lyricist, singer from Feed the Dog's original lineup. Are they Feed the Talking Dog too, or what's that all Feed about? Feed the Talking Dog <laughs> is um, they're playing feed, the ice dance. Feed the Dog playing t- the uh, Talking Head set. And oh, they nice. did that at Blue Ox this past summer, and it blew the roof off the place. Well, there is no roof, but they, <laughs> um, so by popular demand, we're doing it again at, or they're doing it again at um, at Ice Dance, and uh, so um, Timmy Mac and Tyler Shea, they are, of course, gonna play probably some old school. Uh, feed the. Do- I don't know what their set is exactly, but I would imagine they'll be playing some old Feed the Dog tunes that Tyler used to sing and things like that. And um, you know that should be a, a hell of a way to start that night. 
and then uh, feed the dog. We'll play the middle of the night, and then we'll uh, take things into the late night. I would expect some sit-ins here and there, um, but again, I I can't say anything more. Timmy Mac, I think, just did uh, something with Fox Menagerie. I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah. He was, I think, fiddling on, on one yes. of the songs, which uh, I thought that the stuff Fox Menagerie is doing is amazing. Uh, I know they, it's just the, the amount of work that must go into yeah. to doing some of that writing. Is that the uh, Elton John deal, or was that something else? I think that's something else. Okay. But, but like, what uh, the Fox Menagerie is, is they, they get together and normally uh, Joe Sly, he'll yep. work on some of his originals, and then they'll do like a cover with with a kind of a rotating cast. Oh, cool! But I know on the the last one, I'm pretty sure Timmy Max playing, and they've got uh, Shelby Keller on drums. It just turned out really good, so people nice. should go, you know, check nice. out the the Fox Menagerie YouTube page, and they're putting out a lot of new stuff. Uh, it's do you guys kind of if if you ever reached out, if anybody ever reached out to you for doing a collaboration with Fox Menagerie. How do you guys feel like uh, collaborating with, with other people? Are you, I'd be up for it. I'm yeah. game for anything, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make me mean to make that sound like I was trying to fight somebody. <laughs> right. But no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm open to anything. I, I, I'd love to play. I got, I, it seems to me, that I have more time than anyone else in the band, and I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but it seems like it's true. But uh, yeah, we all do our best with the time we have. Well, and speaking of time, we've got a, a couple minutes left. Where can people find out more about Iftikhar? And where can they? I know you mentioned at the top of the show, but I'll, first, how can they find more about Iftikhar? And then we'll get into specifics about next week. Oh. We're on the interweb at iftercar.com. We're on the Facebooks and the X's or the Twitters or whatever you call it these days. Yeah, I don't probably. Know if we're, very, we're very, very active over there. Yeah, our, our most active social is definitely the Facebook, yeah. um, com. But for the other shows and, uh, you know, various irons in the fire, best place to probably go for that stuff is wejam.net. It's got links to Moon Dance, Ice Dance, um, you know, all the upcoming stuff. Um, I tend to, I try to update that as much as possible, and that kind of links into all the other stuff that we're doing. Again, I'm behind on messages. Uh, Len Nelson again uh, mentioned he said, "Feed the talking dog at the Blue Ox is one of the most fun live experiences he's Boom. ever had." So <laughs> and you can see that at Ice Dance Twenty Four. Yeah. Get your tickets and and. Ice Dance Music Fest pre-party, November 25th. Feed the Dog, If the Car, Timmy McIntyre, Shea, Appleton Beer Factory. You can't go wrong. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, do you guys have any parting words? Oh, and I, I want to mention as well, next week, or not next week, tomorrow we have a special episode of Fox City's Core with uh, mastering legend uh, <laughs> Justin Perkins. I had like a mind blank all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so that's exciting. So nice. tune in tomorrow for a special show. Parting words. Parting words, uh, I just want to reiterate, if you're in a band and you're looking to make some noise, make your own noise. Don't wait around for somebody else to hand you a gig. Build it yourself. They will come. <laughs>